Rewind is brought to you by Press Play to Continue and recorded in the great city and state of Austin, Texas, also known as the live music capital of the world. It is written, produced, and edited by me, Corey Latimer. Now, if you'd like to show your support by keeping Press Play to Continue weird, head on over to my Patreon at pressplaytocontinue slash patreon.com. I sincerely thank you for your time, your love, and your generosity of showing me. It lets me know I'm actually going down the right path in life. Thank you. Now, on to the show. Daytona Beach, Florida, to Jack and Ollie Ross. His dad of Cherokee descent was a carpenter and his mother a waitress at a local diner, respectively. He had a half-brother, Jim, whom he mentioned in passing on his show, The Joy of Painting. Hello, I'm Bob Ross. I'd like to welcome you to The Joy of Painting. He was a creator and host of the classic PBS show. The instructional television program aired from January the 11th of 83 to May 17th of 94. Now, back in 2014, the blog 538, I've never heard of it, conducted a statistical analysis of the 381 episodes in which Ross painted live, concluding that 91% of Ross's paintings contained at least one tree, 44% included clouds, and 39% included mountains, an additional 34% included mountains and lakes. By his own estimation, Ross completed more than 30,000 paintings in his lifetime. His works rarely contained human subjects or signs of human habitation. On rare occasions, he would incorporate a cabin into a landscape, but he typically painted its chimney without any signs of smoke, pretty much implying that it was unoccupied. So Ross painted three separate versions of what was actually displayed uh, within each episode. So almost every painting featured on his show was there was a there was a first painting prior to taping and it was actually sat on an easel off camera during filming where Ross used it as a reference to create the second copy. The one viewers actually were you know they were actually watching him uh, create. Uh, after filming, however, the, the, um, Ross painted a more detailed version for inclusion in his instructional books. Um, the different versions were marked as followed on the side or the back of the canvas itself. There was Kowalski for the initial version, and I'll explain that a little bit later, why it's actually uh, branded as Kowalski. Uh, TV for the uh, version painted, obviously, on TV, and then book for the obvious book version as well. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. I didn't even realize that. I thought he just, you know, he was a one-and-done kind of a guy. Uh, but he actually painted three separate versions of each painting he made, which is incredible. That's, that's truly incredible. Um, but Mr. Ross dedicated the first episode of the second season of the hit show, The Joy of Painting. And if you haven't seen it, just a, just a quick anecdote uh, that... The Joy of Painting is actually streaming on Amazon Prime. I'm pretty sure you can pretty much, if you want to, you can buy it anywhere uh, online. Uh, his whole encyclopedia 
of methods uh, detailing his paint and his work. But yeah, he actually dedicated, um, like I said, just mentioned, to Bill Alexander. So Bill Alexander uh, pretty much taught him the fantastic wet-on-wet technique that Ross is so proud of and what he's known for. And I quote, he says, I feel as though he gave me a precious gift and I'd like to share the gift with you, the viewer. And pretty much as Ross's popularity grew, his relationship with Alexander became increasingly strained. And I quote by Alexander, he betrayed me, Alexander told the New York Times in 1991. I invented the wet on wet. I trained him and he thinks he can do it better than me. That's a lot of animosity built up towards Bob Ross. I didn't think anybody would hate Bob Ross until I actually did my particular research on this. But apparently Bill Alexander, not a big fan of Bob Ross, Mr. Robert Norman Ross. Very interesting. Uh, I thought he was just a, a nice guy. That's what he's portrayed as anyways. And from what I can tell, he seems like an okay, decent man. But uh, apparently, like I said, Bill Alexander... Not a fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it, that's crazy to me. But another thing, too, he was pretty much, Bill Alexander was implying that he invented the wet-on-wet uh, method. I don't think so. And actually, art historians have pointed out the whole the wet-on-wet, or it's also known as the a la prima technique, actually originated in Flanders, Belgium during the 15th century and was used by Franz Hals, or Hals, Diego Velasquez, and Claude Monet. Now, I've heard of Monet, but uh, the other two I am not aware of. And among many others, I have actually have done the wet-on-wet wet method, or like I just stated, the a la prima. So, yeah, uh, Bill Alexander, you can shut the hell up. <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about, sir. I think he's just mad because Bob Ross got so famous. And Bill Alexander, which is a unknown still to me, uh, even after doing uh, my particular research on, this, uh, on, on Bob Ross himself, I, I still don't know much about him other than the fact that I guess he's a painter of sorts. And apparently, you know, there's a, a lot of animosity built, built up towards Bob Ross. <laughs> That's all I know of him. So... Um, but in 1961, 18-year-old Bob Ross, uh, now we're kind of diverting into his earlier years, uh, if you will, so stay with me. He, I didn't even realize this as well, but he actually enlisted into the United States Air Force and was put into service as a medical records technician. He eventually rose to the rank of Master Sergeant, which is pretty badass, and served as the first sergeant of the United States Air Force Clinic at Isleson Air Force Base in Alaska. Um, how to look that up. It's about 3,000 miles away from Austin, Texas. Um, so it's pretty far. <laughs> Where he, he, Pretty much he actually first saw uh, snow and mountains that later became reoccurring themes in his artwork. So that's, uh, that was pretty impressive. And I, I guess what I take from that is anything in life, it'll always come back in some shape or form with you in the future at some point, I think, in my mind. I know it has already for me in some scenarios and situations already, even though I'm only 32, but it has. 
So I can only imagine what, you know, when I'm 40 or 50, what the future is actually going to hold for me. So having held his military positions that required him to be in his own uh, words, he pretty much put, they had, he had to be tough and mean. And the guy who makes you scrub the latrine or the guy who makes your bed perfectly and the guy who screams at you being late to work. Ross was that guy. So Ross decided that if he ever left the military, he would never yell or raise his voice again. And as you can tell with each episode with the joy of painting, he didn't. Very calm, collective, kind of a soothing voice. Uh, I was actually talking to a good buddy of mine, Chris. Uh, yeah, he, he was uh, stating that it always puts him to sleep in a good way. <laughs> and I can, I can definitely partake to that as well. Uh, I've fallen a few. I've fallen asleep a few times to a Bob Ross episode, but very enjoying. Like especially like when it's raining outside. Absolutely, just throw on some Bob Ross. You don't even need Nyquil. That'll, that'll put you to sleep. That's that's Nyquil in itself. So, um, but so yeah, he, he kind of going back to Bob Ross. He retired from the Air Force in 1981 with the rank of Master Sergeant after putting almost 20 years of service. Uh, and as well, so he was drawn from, you know, military as well in retirement, obviously. So Bob Ross is doing quite well for himself. But Bob Ross is pretty much well known for his catchphrases. He uses wild paintings such as happy little trees or happy little clouds or puffy little clouds. And we don't make mistakes. We just have happy accidents. Those are some catchphrases that he uses quite frequently within each episode that he, he does. See what happens. As you paint, you'll see all kind of things happening on your canvas, and very soon you learn to use all these beautiful little things that happen. I think in one of the earlier shows I mentioned, we don't, we don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents. Specifically, he would, was fond of his method of drying off a brush that he had dipped in odorless thinner by striking it against the thinner uh, of can of paint thinner and a trash can in the later seasons. Occasionally, he would smile and often laugh aloud as he said, beat the devil out of it. <laughs> Scrub the old brush in odorless paint thinner. And we'll take and shake off the excess. <laughs> beat the devil out of it. When asked about his laid-back approach and his calm demeanor, he replied with, I, I got a letter from somebody here a while back, and he said, Bob, everything in your world seems to be happy. That's for sure. That's why I paint. It's because I can create the kind of world that I want. I can make this world as happy as I want. Bob also replied with, shoot, if you want bad stuff, watch the news. <laughs> and he is absolutely correct. I haven't watched the news in such a long time. I mean, I'll skim through it here and there online, but I, I really don't care about the news anymore. It's just negative. It's always negative. Every time you turn it on, Bob Ross is absolutely correct on that regard. So the landscapes he painted, typically mountains, lakes, snow, and a lot of cabin scenes, were strongly influenced by his years, like I just mentioned earlier, living in Alaska. There, cover up that beautiful mountain that you made. This is a good way. You know, trees, trees really cover a multitude of sins. If you have a, a place in your painting that's not so great, put a tree over it. That's an easy way to cover it up. 
I said that in class one time, and the lady says, well, I'm going to have nothing but a forest in my picture, because I'm going to cover up the whole thing. See? Maybe right here, there's another happy little bush. He repeatedly stated on the show his belief that everyone had inherent artistic talent and could become an accomplished artist given time, practice, and encouragement. And actually, art critic Mira Score, I've never heard of her, uh, compared him to Fred Rogers. Won't you please? Please won't you be my neighbor? And so we're neighbors again today. Host of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Noting that Ross's soft voice and the slow pace of speech were very similar in that regard as well. Annette Kowalski, now getting to the actual Kowalski end of things. Remember what I mentioned earlier about him taglining one of his canvases out of the three Kowalski? Well, this is the reason why. It was a great opportunity for Ross to succeed on his own and persuaded him to actually to do so. I really hope you try these kind of paintings. It will... It will allow you freedom to just experiment and don't be afraid to experiment once again that's where some of the best ideas in the world come from it's just experimenting and having fun and enjoying your art and enjoying your time with yourself or if you do it with a friend or your spouse it's a good time together she invested her life savings in the company as did ross and his wife the business struggled at first like most most businesses do such as press buddy continue um, his trademark permed hairstyle came about as cost-cutting measures because uh, the regular crew-cut haircut that he actually got became too expensive, I guess, back in the day. I guess haircuts are damn expensive. Um, they can be. It just depends on who you go to. Um, so, But that perm, man, can't live that down. That, that perm will always be with him, or his afro, if you will. Ross later also confessed that he disliked the Afro-style look, but did not feel he could change it because it was depicted in the company logo. So that sucks. Having to deal with that constantly, uh, of an image that you don't really see yourself as, as having an Afro on a constant basis because it's on your company logo. Yeah, that would not be good. That's why I guess in a sense, maybe Press Play to Continue doesn't have my face smacked right in the middle of it. Uh, I just kept it. Obviously, just uh, press play to continue. <laughs> so, with the you know with the help of actually Annette and Walt Kowalski, uh, Bob built a fifteen million dollar creative empire known as none other than Bob Ross Incorporated, selling his line of art supplies and how-to books and marketing painting classes taught by instructors trained in the Bob Ross method. So he actually was introduced, well, I guess uh, just classes around the world, uh, or art classes, rather. Um, they were taught the Bob Ross method, which is, uh, that is pretty impressive. Um, he's just, he's the ideal candidate for looking up to uh, almost immediately when it comes to being an artist, I think. And I, I definitely, for the longest time, I did draw for like, many years and I just stopped and uh, I guess that's one of the reasons why I started Press Play to Continue because I wanted to look for my creative outlet again and uh, when I would try to pick up a pencil and paper it just wasn't doing it for me so that's why I started a podcast and here we are now you listening in
and me talking about whatever it is I want to talk about. <laughs> um, that's another thing, too. If you honestly, and I've, I've said this in past episodes, and people keep tuning in, which I'm very appreciative of. And like I've said in the past, numbers fluctuate, and that's a given at this point. I understand that. But people still tune in. They just don't give me feedback. I, that, that's such a conflicting notion to me. Why still tune into something if you don't want to give feedback? Doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> I'm just being honest. But uh, if you keep on listening, if you want to uh, talk, let hear me talk about whatever it is it may be. So yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Ross struggled with complications from lymphoma and died at the young age of 52 on July the 4th of 1995. So that blows, and that was a big hit and uh, to the uh, artistic community. And I just, and viewers uh, from PBS, you know. PBS is such a, such a great, uh, I guess, um, channel in a sense, especially speaking in analog uh, terms. But now, I mean, like I said, you can pretty much stream it on anything nowadays. Um, most, of, most of the PBS... Uh, shows that are out there but it is sad it is sad that uh, Bob Ross passed such at a young age at 52 that's just crazy that's very disheartening Um, but life is life and you got to move on and take it in stride and appreciate the fact that we still have Bob Ross Bob excuse me Bob Ross to look up to because um I think he definitely made a difference, much much like Mr. Rogers did, and that that should be absolutely another episode eventually, in my future, um, in regards to press play to continue. Uh, one being because of the fact that he changed so many young lives in a sense, I, such as Bob Ross did. But I think it's that's definitely more from an art, artistic standpoint, anyways. I just want to say. Honestly, you should definitely take a moment and uh, live out the tranquil experience of a Bob Ross episode if you haven't already. I, I know I have, and I'm glad I have, and I know there are plenty of fans to this day that still tune into his calming presence and adhere to his creative advice he gives. To understand Bob Ross as an actual whole, in my mind anyways, is that you should always believe in yourself, always. Uh, with whatever it may be, um, and choose the happy path in life, if you will. I know that's what Bob Ross would say. That's the name of the game. It's enjoying. You really already enjoy what you do in life. If you do, then you'll do a good job. And I certainly enjoy what I'm doing. I spend half my life doing somebody else's thing. Uh, sure. Like I said, like like I just mentioned, I mean, it is sad he's no longer with us, but it is nice to know that his catalog of methods will not go unseen. So put a little bob in your life, especially in these trying times that we're enduring at the moment. Honestly, all day today, I, uh, I've been watching Bob Ross since breakfast, <laughs> since breakfast this morning, uh, just because I, I've, I had to figure out what I was going to do for this particular episode. And I'm glad I came to the conclusion of with writing about Bob Ross and making 
actually Bob Ross into an uh, entire episode. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed uh, my take on Mr. Ross himself. I didn't go terribly too long by any means, but I knew that, especially like I said, especially now in such a uh, an erroneous pandemic that we're in at the moment, I, I figured Bob Ross, why not, right? Painting should make you happy. It does nothing else. It should make you happy. And if it doesn't make you happy, you're doing the wrong thing. Because it's fun. And if you can do things all of your life that make you happy, needless to say, you're going to be a happy person. After you get done with this episode, definitely just, just watch it. I think it's only like 20 minutes long, maybe 30 minutes long, just about as long as this podcast. But just tune in and watch him. He, he, he is something to watch because... Uh, he he doesn't speak to an audience when he's painting it. It seems like he's almost speaking to you directly, which is very intriguing in a sense. Just um, sometimes I actually throw him on, like when I'm cooking dinner or you know dinner or whatever. Excuse me. Just have him in the background, just some like background noise or something like that, and you know. So I don't know. Just um, think about that, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And uh, always, always be kind and rewind. Thank you. Rewind is a product of Press Play to continue. The show is produced by me, Corey Latimer. You can find me on Instagram at Corey with an E-Y and my Snapchat, C-O-R-E underscore L-A-T-I-028. As you know, all things Press Play to continue are fan-funded on Patreon at patreon.com slash pressplay to continue. I'm internally grateful for your time, your love, and your support. Thank you. Yeah.